Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Conspiracy Dimensions. We have an extra special show today. As always, joining me are my partners, Ralph and Bevo. This topic is a unique one. Some people might not be as familiar with it as they think they are. Ralph was uh, the one who picked this topic, and it was MK Ultra. So for those of you unfamiliar with it, that was stood for, I believe, and Ralph is going to explain this to us, was Mind Control Ultra, and the MK was uh, the way that it was spelled in German. So there's a history behind that. And Ralph, I have to say, when you picked this topic, I thought what everybody else thought, and it was just illegal um, narcotic experiments done by the American CIA. That was what I knew. That was all I knew. And over the last week that we've been researching this and all those links that you holy crap man i didn't realize how broad this was and in depth it was and i had to tell you at one point in time i was studying this and i actually had to step back from the computer because the stuff i was reading was so difficult to absorb that i was looking at it and i go man i watch a million horror movies and this shit was scarier than most of the movies that i've seen are it was really something so Bevo, how did you go about your research? Did you see anything new that you didn't know about before? Yeah, quite a lot. Same boat as you. Uh, you know, understood the a little bit about it, but, yeah, it's, it's very, very broad. One rabbit hole that I sort of went down, and we can probably touch on it a bit later, is um, the old Charles Manson. Um, I got sucked into that rabbit hole because he features quite heavily in my research for that. So okay. um, I reckon you could do a whole show on that. And I think you could do a, a, a month on this on this subject alone. It's uh, it's it's very massive. Um, yeah. I mean, just just uh, one little thing. It, like, it started with Bluebird in Fort... With the CIA, at least. Started with... Or the US government, I should say. Started in, 40, in 1948 with Bluebird. And then that morphed into artichoke and then that became mk ultra in whatever it was 52 53 and under that umbrella of uh of that there was actually 149 side projects 149 so there was 149 different projects that the government had their their fingers in and was funding under that so it's uh it's massive, and I think Ralph's going to touch on 148 of them today. So, yeah, over to you, Ralphie. I I thought the same when I was checking this uh, subject that it's the most shocking episode I ever pre prepared for the show so far. Excellent. It's and you know, Bevo, I had to say, I was running into some of those side projects and as I was doing research, I would open one of them up just to get a general gist. And I'm like, my God, there's so much <clears throat> behind them. It was so interwoven and had so many different, um, you know, experiments and locations and people involved. I couldn't believe how broad it was. And I said, I can't even go into some of these side projects because it would just be I, I would be losing sight of just the general idea of what the hell was going on but ralph you know what go ahead and bring us in let us know what you found that were some of the more interesting things that you came up with on your research 
So we can start at the origin, and the origin lies in uh, concentration camps of uh, Nazi Germany and Japan as well, where they did experiments with prisoners there. Um, the Germans used uh, mescaline a lot, injections to get into the minds of, of the prisoners to reprogram them. Um, and after the, the Second World War, CIA was highly interested in, in uh, the research, especially from German scientists who worked in those concentration camps. So we talked about uh, Operation Paperclip uh, during the Antarctica episode. And here uh, they took scientists from, from this Operation Paperclip as well and uh, used uh, uh, their knowledge to found the, the like uh, Bevo said, the, the Bluebird and the artichoke, and then uh, at the end, uh, 53 MK Ultra, which um, it, it is such a huge subject, and it's it's so disturbing what the government did with proven with thousands and thousands of people. They ruined so many lives during those experiments. It's incredible. It, and and it, of course, it's incredible if you look at the government, which normally the government tells us, oh, you, stay he you have to stay healthy during uh, COVID. Uh, do don't go outside the, your house. Don't meet others. We don't want you to die. And on the other hand, they they treat their own people like uh, 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 those lives are worthless. Yeah. Now back up a little bit, Ralph. Uh, <clears throat> you said that they were also doing some of the similar types of experiments in Japan, also at that time. Yes. Um, the whole it's so disgusting if you read about uh, the there's a there's a famous uh, case called. Uh, Unit 7731, uh, uh, which was a concentration camp of the Japanese, where they did a lot of experiments with mind control, uh, with mind altering uh, drugs, and uh, other stuff like uh, uh, really senseless experiments like cutting off the left arm and the right arm and then uh, placing them back. But the right arm on the left side of the guy and the, the, the left arm on the right side. So all kind of weird shit. Yeah, that is it's just outlandish. I'll tell you, it's like I said, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. But some of the stuff I ran into was was pretty hard to swallow. And that was what I found was the general gist of all of what these guys were doing, essentially was a mind control in a way to basically just control the entire population and if they could do it at a, for a single person then they could try to find a way to do it for everybody at the time so that's that seemed to be the overarching idea behind the project that was a whole point of the project and yet it said the project you know officially you know was disbanded but i don't believe that in any way i mean these guys <clears throat> didn't talk about this stuff forever we're just finding out about it now and we still don't have all the pieces of this story so i will say when i did mine 
I found, as we were talking about how broad it was, the amount of people, like you said, Ralph, with the Operation Paperclip, these scientists, these guys in America, I found out that not only were those Nazi scientists involved, but there were a million different American high-end scientists doing work like this. Not only them, but they were medical people, they were you know, doctors, and there was a huge amount of Canadian uh, help also because they were doing a lot of the experiments out there. And then all of a sudden I started to see like, oh, these guys had paperwork from this, this, and MIT, uh, Massachusetts Institute of Technology was actually doing work and helping build machines for these guys. And then uh, UCLA was doing work with them and they found out about it and they had student protests. And then there was uh, one of the guys running some of the projects here wrote to Congress and directly to Congress for funding. After that, he wrote to one of the uh, military commanders and said, hey, look, we're getting a lot of flack because we're doing this stuff on city streets. And uh, we found that you're decommissioning some of the nuclear bases. And we'd like to know if we could have those as our, our places of work. This was so intertwined between all of these colleges and politicians and and i always said you know we always say follow the money and that's when i really started to see it the people funding this were the biggest driving force in this and it's the same names over and over did you run into similar stuff like that too ralph yes uh, for example at the beginning of the 50s cia paid two hundred forty thousand dollars to buy the world's entire supply of lsd Oh which, which which was enough to <sighs> to drug hundred million people, so you could at this time I I guess it's it's around one third of the population of the United States at this moment. I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure, but hundred million uh, uh, doses it's 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 hell a lot. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. One of the one of the th uh, what we do when we look at these and research these conspiracies and whatever is they happen in different time periods and i think it's important to reflect upon the time period that this went on and take it in context so you know they started bluebird in in 1948 and you know we're just fresh out of world war ii and then you know we're straight into the the cold war and they're aware of the Russians doing this, these uh, mind-altering, mind-controlling type um, ex experiments, etc. So the U.S. government says, "Well, we got to get on this," and so then they start. And because it's the Cold War, and we've just come out of World War Two, everything's everything's up for grabs. And they just go to the government, and the government says, "Yeah, we need to do this," and they throw money at them. That's it. So nothing's off the table, and and that's where you know, in today's world, probably not going to happen because there's too much freedom with their information, with the internet, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they could hide a lot of stuff back in the day. But in all fairness, y you could look at it from the side of you know, the Americans and what they did in um in the stuff they were doing when they started uh in 53 is to combat what the russians are doing and their main goal 
for for doing um, MK Ultra, the main this is what I believe. The main goal was to train or to to gather a whole heap of people and train their mind so that those people could be used to go and murder somebody or commit a heinous crime of some description. These people don't even know that that's been implanted in their brain. They commit the act, and then after the committing of the act, they have no memory of it, and then return, and they're none the wiser. So, um, you know, I I think we've got to take the whole thing in context of the the era of time and yeah you know yeah, i cold, do cold, <clears throat> cold war made a lot of things possible which uh, are nowadays not possible anymore i mean uh, not not in uh, united states or a lot of countries in europe but uh, i mean when when the terrorists i think from chechnya at the beginning of the 2000s uh, uh, took the hostages in the theater in moscow uh, they used something the Russians called Substance 78, which is uh, similar to LSD, stronger, uh, to knock out the, the terrorists in the theater. But they overdosed it a little bit, so 115 hostages died. Yeah, I so remember it's, that. It's still, yeah. yeah, it's still used nowadays. But of course, I mean, you you cannot use it. if in New York is a hostage uh, crisis, you you could not use this. I mean, yeah. You know, Bevo. Actually, a while back, I had run into Project Monarch. Had you guys ever run into that one before? I'm not familiar you know, with Monarch. I'm googling it. <laughs> I don't know if it was Project or Operation, but it was Monarch. And the i the idea behind it, Bevo, was what you were talking about was to have the perfect assassin, somebody who could actually do an assassination but have no recollection of actually doing it. And that was like the old Manchurian candidate. But Monarch was a project where they were trying to figure out if they could do this through like DNA sequencing because they use the they use that term because of the Monarch butterflies. The Monarch butterflies will take three generations to migrate to an area to reproduce and the thing is no butterfly communicates to the other generation and saying hey we all have to go here and do and then they you know they have they don't pass that information to each other somehow it's actually built into their physiology and so monarch came about saying well what if we could actually train an assassin and then do the same thing that you were just talking about, but with their offspring. And so that came out of that also. I had seen records of that going back from that same exact time period. Huh. It, this is really a sick story. I found a writer uh, called Casey O'Brien, which uh, wrote a book about it. And, and it says, uh, the, the book is called a Transformation of uh, America. And not uh, trans, uh, but trans, like like uh, this form of music. In Transformation of America, O'Brien claims that the child, she was first sexually abused by her father, as well as by a network of child pornographers. Supposedly, she was then forced by the CIA to participate in Project Monarch, which she claims is a subsection of Project uh, MK Ultra and Project Artichoke. According to O'Brien, 
under hypnosis, she was able to recall memories of sexual abuse of both herself and her daughter by international pedophile rings, drug barons and satanists who allegedly used a form of trauma-based mind-controlling programming to make her a sex slave. This is sick, no? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, th yeah. this, this, as I as I mentioned at the start of this cast, um, there was 149 projects that came out under Ultra. To me, it, it's like the whole thing ran unchecked. You know, nobody within the CIA actually had a clue of how many projects there were and how much money was being thrown at it. Um, like MK Ultra was officially ended in '63. And that was actually brought about by one of the um, heads in the CIA getting wind of something that was happening and said, yeah, no, this is no good. I mean, it's got to be shut down. And then it just went on and on and on from there. Like um, even President Ford in 75, he established um, the Rockefeller Commission um, and the Kennedys got involved uh, in 77 and it just goes on and on and on and on. So to me, it, it was at the CIA at that point was almost cult-like. It, it, you know, what Ralph just explained then, it's like you've got religion and then they have all these offshoots, these crazy, crazy offshoots. And it just goes, it just went unchecked and there was untold um, damage done to, you know, tens if not hundreds of thousands of people um, by some crazy mad people within the actual CIA and the people that those that they employed to do some of these projects um, you know you know Bevo actually I ran into that speaking of cults I ran into that while I was doing the research on this where the CIA actually employed someone who was a specialist and researcher on cults just to see what uh, similar steps cults would take to kind of mesmerize their followers into believing these people. So when you say it was like a cult, yeah, it really was like a cult because they were even using different tactics that a cult would use. And I did run into this. This was a, a, a another side project of it. But when they were talking about control, I'd run into a... Uh, conversation that a couple of guys had uh, cons uh, correspondences back and forth. And they were saying that along with mind control, they believe that from a very long time ago, that the government, the way to govern a society was a very coveted piece of information that was only given to rulers and their families over and over. And we always talk about like secret societies and stuff like that. But actually, they said that there are the levels above that we're unfamiliar with. And then you run into the next level, which was the religions. And that's what those offshoots that you were referring to were. So the very next tier below the ruling class was the religious class. And they were the ones helping them to do this and then after that came the secret society so there was a lot to that because in, in a government point of view i mean prior to mk ultra if you wanted to force people to do something you could physically do it but it didn't have the best results 
now they realized that in a religious way it was much easier because the people believed it themselves well now what if you could actually implant those thoughts into someone's head to where they wouldn't question it anymore and that seemed like a big issue with mk ultra where these people were so susceptible to anything that they would be told because of the amount of torture that they went through that they were starting over with a completely clean slate so it's like having a little child all over again in an adult body and whatever you tell it is the truth yeah i i read about one uh, guy uh, they uh, brainwashed him so much that uh, he thought the guy who is brainwashing him is his father oh really yeah yeah and ralph you know what this is the I wanted to say that really this was the one that that aside from seeing the age of some of the people that they were doing this with, because we, we caught a lot of, you know, we had heard and growing up the little bits here and there that were pretty widely known was the CIA was, you know, uh, giving these people drugs that they weren't voluntary. But yet we only heard that it was, you know, from prisoners and people in mental institutions. So it really didn't hit home until we started realizing a lot of other unsuspecting people that absolutely didn't do anything wrong. And then I started seeing the ages of some of these people. And I'm like, holy shit, they're starting these people very young so that this becomes a part of their life for their whole life. You know? Yeah, they started with underaged uh, persons. Um, and they took even handicapped uh, uh, people, like mentally ill people, for those experiments. It was it the the whole program is it's very sick. And if you look at the, there are some I can drop some names like uh, uh, the most famous one of the experimenters probably was Jim Jones, who then. Uh, yeah. With his uh, yeah. cult, the Jones, Jonestown, you heard of it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have, yeah. They got, this was a mass suicide then. So he, he got his people. This was uh, uh, um, a guy who was trained by CIA before he started his cult, how to get a mind control over a mass of people. And then on the yeah. other side, the, the subjects, uh, among the subjects, you've got Ted Kaczynski, uh, like Bevo said, uh, Charles Manson, where we're going to talk a little bit about it. Then the, the guy who assassinated Robert F. Kennedy was uh, a subject in MK Ultra. So this is really a, a, a sick uh, program. It's funny and, that... You know, Ralph... Go ahead, Bev. I said, yeah, it's funny that... You know, like you just mentioned then, um, JFK, um, there's more than one conspiracy and they all seem to be tying back in to each other in one form or another. Um, and it, it, a lot of it seems to be emanating from our friends at the CIA. And, you know, I did see, again, that name, at, while we were doing MK Ultra this week, that name Rockefeller came up every single time they, you know, it always had Rockefeller somebody behind it, even when it had the name Macy behind it, which is a big name that people know for, you know, um, uh, retail in America. It, Macy was directly connected with the Rockefeller family, if you go back far enough. So it, it seems, it, yeah, you're right. It seems to keep coming down to this same core group over and over. 
And Ralph, I wanted to ask you this one because I started to speculate a little bit and I stood back and I said, wow, did you see where that one doctor was able to put electrodes in the part of the bull's brain and stop the bull from charging? Did yes, you see I, that video? I, I watched this video uh, on YouTube and yeah this was this was it's astonishing i mean if you uh, look at it that you that you can uh, um, um, that you can change the nature of of such a bull because it did not react on the on the red towel anymore uh, right this, yes it, now, it was com completely reprogrammed against his instincts and and this was uh, this was on on one side it was amazing to watch on the other side it's very spooky because um, that's what I got out of it. <laughs> yes, this uh, uh, reprogramming an animal. I understand uh, uh, um, when it comes to human brain. Uh, uh, for us, it's easier probably uh, to manipulate it because we all got the human brain, so we we can understand what uh, the other is feeling, more or less. But when it you comes know, to an animal, it's really sick. I started looking into some of the animal experiments where they had the monkeys and rats, monkeys, and yes. they were you know, connecting electrodes into certain parts of these animals' brains to try to get them to react in a certain way. And the one with the rats stood out because we're able to isolate the pleasure sensor in this rat's brain and taught it to press a button. And every time it pressed the button, it would deliver a pulse to that part of its brain and the rat liked it. And they said, well, let's see how extreme we can get. And they electrified the floor in front of the switch. So it actually was painful to get to the switch but the rats would still endure that pain over and over just to press that switch. And after a while, it got such, to be such an addiction for some of these animals, they would do it until they died. They would do it without eating, without sleeping. They would just keep doing this over and over. Now, watch those. They're these big, giant pieces of equipment sticking out of the animals. And the one with the, you notice the remote control the guy has, fairly large it's about the size of a shoebox and I think of was to myself was with the amount of miniaturization we have now it would be a hell of a lot to get something very very small into someone's brain into the area that you would want effect and then do it just like they were doing you know however many years ago they were doing that with the bull so now you could, you know, impart tiny little chips. Hang on, Neon. Hang on, mate. the same thing. Hang on, mate. Hang on, mate. I've got Elon on the phone. <laughs> Neuralink. Yeah. Neuralink. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. Sorry, new one. I, I just, he's hung up, mate. We'll have to carry on. Sorry about that interjection. I thought we oh, had him there right. for a I second, but probably fucking good price for the patent. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was that was scary shit, man. I'm like, you know, it, if somebody could just implant something that tiny into somebody's brain now and make them do the thing these animals did, you can puppet that would absolutely have to do whatever the hell the controller was doing. Yeah, I mean, it was nerve wracking to me. There's no doubt that the the work that's been done. Um, 
you know, back in the 50s, the 60s and the 70s is still continuing. It's just under um, tighter wraps. And some of the stuff that they achieved was amazing, to say nonetheless, like how, you know, manipulative the mind can be. What about, I just want to touch on, because it also leads um, from that neck of the woods about the Manson stuff, but are you guys familiar with Operation um, Midnight Climax? Yes. No. You're not? Okay. So, <laughs> dude, uh, and this is where I'm talking about, like, you know, someone in the government, he's a little bit twisted and he's gone. So what we're going to do, right, is we're going to get a bunch of hookers and we're going to set up these safe houses and the hookers are going to go out and entice Johns to come back and then we're going to slip these poor Johns some uh, LSD all under the guise of, you know, experiments and I'm going to sit on the other side of a one-way mirror and take notes. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And so this this operation started in 1954 in San Francisco and that they like it was located in the famous 225C Chestnut Street and so yeah th- this these dudes um I can't think of his name at the minute but uh one of them was uh the CIA chemist Sidney Goitleyab I hope that's how you pronounce his name but you know again someone from the CIA was involved and yeah they they would just get poor old Johnny off there and then what they did, you know, they did their biz and the, the CI agents are on the other side of the mirror taking, you know, notes, trying not to get all their pages stuck together, I assume. And then they would, like, after the act was finished, they had a set of instructions for the the um, prostitutes, you know, to try to get them to talk, etc., etc. They even, you know, came up with different delivery methods of the lsd like aerosol cans so you know she would spray the room to say i want it to smell sweet and then would duck off into the toilets you know to get herself ready um so that she wasn't affected and you know she comes out of the toilet the guy's laying on the bed and he's you know off in la la land they do their biz and then you know they had all these questions etc and then you know tried to sort of like uh get these guys to come back on a regular basis and to start to change their minds and start to have control over them and produce these, you know, these people that they could use as an asset. I mean, it was just, it's, mate, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, they picked regular guys from the street without them knowing what's going on. Because they they saw they go to a prostitute, oh, nice, there's a mirror in, in the room. Uh, makes the act even more uh, juicy, <laughs> but that there uh, there's a guy sitting behind the mi- mirror with the camera filming all this shit going on, and then the prostitute after the act is asking uh, prepared questions to see how uh, 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 good you can uh, get information through the mixture of sex and uh, drugs out of them. Oh yeah, it's this is. Uh, for for uh, demo- democracy for for de- democratic uh, government it's it's a lot yeah and these people you know, are, are none the wiser like they're just there and you know they did it to um not only civilians but they did it to military people as well and they did it to cia workers some knew some didn't and they you know some of these cia 
a workers were encouraged to participate um, in you know uh, the in Project Midnight Climax. I mean, what a shit job, yeah. I've, well, what do I got to do? I got to take some acid and go with a hook and say, okay, pick <laughs> pick me, pick me, yeah. Like really, you know, not, not a lot of um, disincentive there to follow orders, but um, yeah, I just it, it blows me away to the depths at which you know, we went. Uh, Bevo, before you uh, bring up Man- the Manson family, because I would like to hear a little bit about that, I ran into a couple of leads that brought me down, you know, we started out with this by saying, you know, this came from Nazi concentration camps, and I'm sure they're not the first ones to do it, but it really exploded right during that time. And I found other uh, leads that led in difference because was I ran into the church hearings and the church hearings were also part of what you know the congressional american hearings talking about uh disinformation to the people in the US and it that was also MK Ultra was part of those hearings also so I ran down that one and I had also found a few things that this type of behavior that these people were doing to not only unsuspecting people, but they were doing it to people who they were trying to manipulate to play along to certain narratives. And I found that it also gets into the area of Hollywood. And that when I had said that uh, about Operation Monarch and Ralph, you read that excerpt from the book, I had heard that same type of treatment by some of the people, the actors in Hollywood who said that they were also, um, they were uh, exposed to that type of abuse when they were young. Those stories have gone around Hollywood for quite some time. So you have to wonder now that the entire project was for mind control. We see it now because we're adults and we know it, but the entire film and music industry is designed to get you to think and feel a certain way. So who's that that wasn't part of MK Ultra, just from a different way. I mean, we remember subliminal messaging from back in the day, and now some of it's a little more obvious where every movie you watch has whatever political narrative they want in it. So none of that is um, none of that is like a mystery anymore. So I happen to find that the entertainment industry, especially in America, and also a little side note on that, when back in the days it was believed and the occult community still believes this that back in the day when wizards used wands those wands were designed to manipulate people and they used it as a form of mind control the thing was swans were very specific and actually where we got the name hollywood from was the wand from the tree of a holly so it's speculated that the reason we called it Hollywood Land originally was because that was the Hollywood. It was a, it was an occultic nod to the people in the esoteric, you know, area saying this is a wand. This is what we are doing for mind control from our point of view. Hmm. I thought uh, uh, I had a similar thought when you were mentioning Macy. Because for a retail shop, uh, such a project can help to uh, plug your stuff to to people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Bevo, if you're still on there, 
I'd like to hear what you had with the uh, Manson family, actually. That sounded pretty interesting. Yeah, it, um, uh, he was, a, as everyone knows, he was a, a sick puppy, man. Um, but the, you know, the, there's been conjecture over the years whether or not he was, you know, a, a CIA asset, et cetera, et cetera. And the story goes, and it's not a story, there's a, anymore there's been a lot of work done by um his name will come to me in a minute but tom did yeah, a lot tom, of research. yeah tom o'neill that's him um he's done a lot of research and proven a lot of stuff he's been working for for literally decades to uncover you know through freedom of information and also the universities from these guys that were involved in in these projects and he's pieced together a whole heap of stuff um Interestingly enough, it's stuff he's proven that has been disproven in court previously. So people have denied, lied, got off, and then, you know, some time later, he's come along and he's found all this information and has actually called out all this that's happened in the courts um, by the heads of CIA, from the heads of CIA and high government officials down. Um, but anyway, there was a... A clinic in San Francisco in the mid-60s that was run by um, Smith and another dude. Um, I think it may have been the guy I just mentioned before. And it was a clinic where they issued um, LSD and they helped girls that were pregnant, and, you know, that and STDs and, and what have you. And what they were doing was... The same, it was all under MK, and what they were doing was, you know, continuing their experiments. Well, in 67, I think it was, good old Charles got let out of jail, um, and he violated his parole, which the first time, and he went up to San Francisco, and he never got thrown back in jail, and he ended up at the clinic uh, in San Francisco. So this guy, Manson had been in and out of jail and he kept violating his parole and he would not go back to jail. And it turns out that it it was because he was part of this whole, you know, he was one of the subjects in this MK Ultra. So he's going to the clinic and they're teaching him or I guess what's the word it's not teaching. What are we, what are we doing when we're doing this to them where what would be the word new one where like an indoctrination it's almost like that isn't it it's an indoctrination or you know changing their mind etc um they called it a drug inducted psychological experiments yeah yeah well that's what they were doing to this manson so they couldn't have him go to jail because he would you know was in the middle of this experiment unbeknownst to manson of course and yeah and just on a side note how he ended up at the clinic was the the his psychologist when he was in jail was one of the dudes that was in this uh, in this clinic. So th this guy's you know sourced him from the jail system and gone yeah this guy's a nutter we'll get him he's going to be good. Um, so and, and then as we know, um, you know sixty seven he was out and up at this clinic and then in sixty nine you know that's when he got got nailed and got done for for all he had done. He was bringing in his girls, you know, the, his followers, 
um, to the clinic and he was he was actually sourcing a lot of his girls from the clinic so the girls would come in you know they got knocked up and needed to have something fixed or you know they got the clap what have you this is where they'd go and then you know Charles was there and you know one thing led to another and before he knew it, they were disciples so what they'd done was they'd created this monster Charles who sort of fit the framework of what they were trying to achieve and that is he was able to go out there and control the minds of a whole bunch of people and get them to do whatever he wanted and you know that was one of the objectives of of mk ultra you know they could go out and recruit a bunch of people send those people off they could recruit more people when they got to the where they went you know um, indoctrinate them with whatever they needed to do and then they wouldn't be any none the wiser they'd finish the deed and they'd forget so um it absolutely insane but i think that would be awesome to uh actually do a show on old manson because uh, it all ties in wouldn't mind that you know if you look through like the the track record of what they did through mk ultra as Ralph was saying, you know, a lot of these stories started off with sexual abuse at age. And a lot of the people that the CIA is suspected of you for different type of like assassinations or, or stuff like that. A lot of these people already have some type of early childhood trauma and emotional difficulties. And Mance himself had he was physically abused and sexually abused when child. So that would have already put him on a contender list of hey we might be able to use this guy and with his ability to um gain followers and gain trust like that that would have put him at the top list yeah no he was a sick puppy man but it was like he had a, a get out of jail free card and you know that uh the, the 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 writer the guy that wrote the book tom he um you know i've, I've read some stuff that he's written and um, he explains a lot about what happened with with Manson, and he's got a lot of proof. Like there's, he he, I actually respect the guy for what he does because he won't get drawn into um, saying things that he doesn't have proof for. He uses the word yeah. allegedly a lot. Like he's not like I, I tend to believe what comes. I mean, it's hard to believe what anybody says anymore, but I tend to believe what comes out of his mouth. But quite often he'll get cornered in a in an interview and they try and you know extract him uh, some information from him to to go along with the narrative and he says no i won't i won't say that i won't i refuse to sort of get down that rabbit hole but what what i'll say is allegedly you know that is a conspiracy or that is a, a narrative that is considered and then he'll go on to say but what i what i can say is this because i've got proof so um yeah yeah i probably i've not read his book but you know, after the last week or so of, of looking at this, I'm probably going to get that and give it a read. I think it's uh, it, uh, it especially in in today's world of misinformation and the bullshit that we gets jammed down our throats. So I think it's it would be a very um, legitimate source of info. Yeah, the other thing is is trying to get so. I mean, when I was looking at MK Ultra stuff. And, uh, you know, we have tons and tons of these documents, but they had disposed of so many of them. We, I would imagine the crap that we hear, and as bad as it is, there had to be stuff that's even we won't ever even know about. Yeah, and I wanted to 
they destroyed nearly everything and that we've got a little bit of stuff a little bit like you said it's a lot it's 20,000 pages uh, because they could not store it anymore where they stored all their all their MK Ultra stuff. So they stored it in a neighboring building, which was normally used for financial documents. So when they started to destroy all the documents they had about MK Ultra, they forgot the 20,000 documents in the other oh. building. And this is what is left over nowadays, besides those people who survived the experiments, uh, physically and mentally and could talk about it uh, after it. I mean, it just goes to show the pure evil of the CIA, in my opinion. I mean, the, the, they work for us, supposedly. You know, yeah, they, they are the government sense. and they go on and they do all this. And may, it may well have started back in 48, it may well have started as a legit project and it was something that needed to be done because we're in the Cold War you know, information's not good. We hear that these guys are controlling people, turning them into zombies and going to come over and kill us all. So we've got to do the same thing. So, you know, as I said earlier, it's got to be taken in context in the time period and understand and live in that world what was happening at the time. But it just morphed into, oh, God knows only, you know, 149 different projects, you know, right down to the thing of guys, heads of CI sitting behind Maris mirrors jacking off watching you know a hooker and some poor joe doing their business um to to whatever and yeah and then they destroy all the records you just can't do that like it's it's not their records to destroy it's government it's no, you it's, know though bevo that's that into uh, a couple of times i ran into some of the people who were higher up on the chain on these projects they actually were asking them questions about the project when it came out and they are all of the belief i'm not saying that these guys aren't evil I think the way that they sleep at night is saying we're doing this to make sure that we're ahead of the game so our enemy do it to us yeah you might need to you might of you might need to uh, matrix you might need to just restart their new one okay. um I don't know if anyone was you hearing that, Ralph. He's a little bit matrixy. Yeah, it's oh, he's, he's dropped too much acid again. Um, yeah, I mean, as as far as some of the things that I seen, and and whatever that of bad ones that I seen was like there was this guy. He was a he was an in the air force. He was a an air force instructor. He'd had no. Uh, no record with the police at all never been arrested for anything upstanding citizen and what have you and it was uh his name was shiver i think or shiver i don't know how you pronounce it i think it was something like that and what happened was this young couple it was a really hot summer's night they went to the pub it was like midnight or something and they had a three and a five year old and they left them out in the car park to play while mum and dad went in the pub because that's what you do and they the little three-year-old went missing and so you know they've got the local police and whatever and then a report came in there was some dude down the road walked out of the bush didn't have a shirt on and he had blood all over him so the police go there and they they grabbed the guy and it turns out to be this shiver guy and they found the little girl he'd raped and he'd killed her now and this shiver you know as they did the interrogations and investigations etc he had no recollection of any of it 
and didn't know what he'd done. It was like, and he was part of this, you know, he'd got sucked into this MK Ultra. So it was like, you know, he'd he'd been given the acid and they'd, they'd, you know, put planted all this stuff in, but, you know, they didn't set out to to actually, you know, harm the little girl, but whatever they'd planted inside him and were messing with his head had, you know, he'd got his wires crossed and gone wrong and he'd gone committed this heinous act and uh, ended up, you know, going to jail for it, obviously, and... Um, and there was a bunch of lies about all of that as well that um, that Tom guy was uncovering. So, it, you know, even though it was done, uh, you know, probably at the start, you know, it was going to be for the benefit of, of everybody, um, there's been just countless, countless people that have been, you know, hurt and or killed as a result of it. And it was just totally, it just went on unchecked for so long like from and it, it, it did not stop uh, 73 or something when they said oh we 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 ended it uh, as you could see about this uh, scandal in abu Ghraib in iraq during the iraq war they used this strobo uh, uh, <laughs> no what is it with the light effects and uh oh, yeah, exactly. The strobes yeah. uh, and uh, uh, heavy metal music, like playing the same song again and again for days yeah. while uh, uh, the people are in, in the prison cells. So all those methods which were started in the concentration camps, they're the direct path up to our time nowadays. So they had yeah, Metallica you know, Ralph, back then. I... What's that, Baba? I said, so they had Metallica back then. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, nowadays uh, they they uh, use probably different sounds for yeah. this, but the principles behind it it's still the same. Yeah, uh, it's this uh, what they called psychic driver. Was it like this? I have to check. Um, yeah, psychic driving. Yes, uh, psychic driving. Yeah, where where they uh, loop tape uh, uh, messages or sounds again and again which uh, even if you're sober and you're not uh, put under LSD or, or mescaline or something, it will drive you insane after a while. Yeah, well, I mean, some... I saw that, Sorry, I saw you that with the sleep, sleep or not sleep, uh, sensory deprivation, where they would pe keep people in complete sensory deprivation for days at a time. And they said after 48 hours, most people can't stand it. So that type of repetitive action, same thing, creates like an unbroken loop in the person's head and just drives them crazy. Yeah, I found it interesting that um, it seems to be two days or, you know, 48 hours is about as much as the human body sort of can take before it goes nutso. And then you start spilling yeah. the beans. And, you know, Ralph, I wanted to say, it, aside from that, I caught something a couple of years ago, and this one you can check if you want later. But uh, there was a very famous Canadian doctor during the time of uh, Corona, during COVID, and he had something like a million followers on Twitter. And he was speaking out against the vaccines during the time that the vaccines came out. And being that he had so many followers and he was a very highly respected doctor, they were having a real problem with this guy because they wanted him to stop talking about it. The thing is that that happened to a few people. But what the what they proposed to him as the alternative really made me sit back because they said, listen, 
either we are going to revoke your medical license and you won't be able to practice medicine anymore, or you can go to one of the Canadian social form camps. The Canadian social media road is that? Well, it turns out we have a place that if you're an influencer and you have enough followers and you speak out against the government enough times, they will send you to a place just like these type of brainwashing institutions to try to get you track. And he actually published the document that the government sent him. And look, I'm not screwing around. They really have these places. This is now. Is it- I, there's no way to believe that this stuff stopped. It just took on different forms. And at that time, MK Ultra had over 100 different programs. It's still out there, and it's still the same crap, just with a different name on it. Are you saying that yes, was in Canada? Sure. What you just talked about then? Is that what What's you said? That? Did you say what you just talked about then? Did you say that was in Canada? Yeah, it was. I believe it was Canadian. Yeah. Oh, dude, they've lost the plot, mate. I don't know if we've got any Canadians down there, but uh, in the audience, but they've lost the plot, mate, up there. What are they doing? I mean, they're taking Actually, control of people's uh, bank accounts, and uh, yeah, but I had a it, conversation. It started, it started much earlier. There's the you can Google this. It's called Montreal experiments. So the CIA did experiments for the MK Ultra um, project in Canada without the, what the Canadian government said back then, it was in the 70s, 60s, 70s, that they did not know that those experiments in Montreal existed. Yeah. I, if I would be the government, I would say the same, but uh, I don't believe them. Nah, they know what's going on. Mate, they, um, yeah, that, that's crazy, new one. I mean, that's, yeah look that up and i'll try to put that as a note on noster so you guys can see it but i remember it happening because i remember you know it, it's it's one thing to say that you're going to revoke someone's license i mean we've heard that happen before we've heard oh you have to pay a fine you have to go to jail but that alternative stuck out so much because it was so unbelievably different than anything i had heard during that time and i'm like wow so these things actually i really didn't go into it looking around for them but the source that it was coming from was reputable enough to believe that that is a possibility. So well, I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Maybe this is along the similar lines. It's a little bit funny from my point of view. But I've got a friend in Singapore. He's got done a couple of times speeding. And after you've been done, I, I can't, cannot remember um, how many times or if it's a, a certain speed over the limit. But then you have to go and sit in workshops like you have to go and do six workshops or something you got to sit there and listen to some mung bean up the front tell you what a bad person you are and you know you've got to be a better citizen and you got to do this and you got to do that and you've got to have more respect and yada yada and you know make him a better driver it's the same it's almost the same sort of thing but it's just it's comical yeah. mate it's absolutely comical yeah unreal Ralph, you got any closing stuff you'd like to give us on there? Because you had a lot of information that you sent us, and it was all really good, man. I would like to talk about Frank Olson. Oh, okay. Go right ahead. Frank Olson was a uh, biochemist working for the CIA, uh, involved in all those experiments. And he wanted to become a whistleblower. 
because uh, he knew about uh, secret locations in Germany where they did uh, those uh, mind control experiments with uh, communist spies they captured during the Cold War in the early 50s. They did it in Germany, so they thought like, oh, it doesn't matter, they are communists if they die or not, so we can go all in with our experiments. And the guy thought like, uh, this is a limit, we cannot cross this line, uh, we, we cannot sacrifice people in our experiments. So this Frank Olsen got, uh, without his knowledge, got uh, uh, they put LSD in his drink, and then uh, he fell out a window and died. It was in '53. Hmm. Hmm. Official dead uh, uh, suicide. Um, of course, of course. Family <laughs> never really believed it, and around 20 years later, uh, his kids wanted to start a lawsuit against the United States when Ford was president. And this was, of course, not so nice for the government because uh, they knew if this goes to a court case, we have to give information we don't want to give. It becomes public, yeah. Yes. So the advisors at this time of uh, Ford, um, two guys, one named... Uh, Rumsfeld and the other one Cheney, <laughs> those two which which later were uh, in the center of the scandal in Abu Ghraib when it was about uh, uh, torturing uh, prisoners again, uh, uh, advised uh, um, Ford to say like, oh, invite the family to the White House, try to calm the situation down so they don't um, sue us. That's My what they did. The yeah. family uh, um, got tricked. They did not start the lawsuit. Then in the early 90s, the son said like, okay, something is shady with the death of our uh, father. Let's open the grave again and do an aut autopsy. So they did an autopsy and they figured out that the guy was uh, uh, knocked unconscious before he was thrown out of the window. Oh, surprise. I mean, the links that you have to go to to protect yourself or uncover the truth from the government, they had to dig up the old man. I mean, really? It's, um, you know, and, and all these people that are sitting there going, no, it's okay, we didn't do anything, it was all, yeah, they just get away, scot-free. CIA does it again. Throw a guy out a window and blame it, you know, says he committed suicide. That's insanity, absolute insanity. And then this is this is uh, this was one of the the facts which proves that with the whole project there's something really really wrong which the government even now still tries to cover. Yeah, yeah. Which might be uh, because the project is still running somewhere in the world where they've got secret bases. Yeah. But but didn't the family accept the settlement in the end? So that sort of puts pay yes, to any the further. In the seventies, they accept the settlement uh, yeah. over seven hundred fifty thousand. But then in nineteen ninety four, when they exhumed the the body, um, yeah, the whole uh, uh, um, case started again. And this time, of course, they could not invite the family and calm the situation down. This time it was embarrassing for the for the CIA and for the U.S. government because it proved that the government killed one of their own guys 
to to hide what's going on uh, uh, with the MK Alpha project. Hmm. Unbelievable, Unreal, man. <laughs> and as you said, Bebo, it always seems to keep tying back to that those CIA, you know, strings and the crap they get away with. And these guys, there's no one to hold these guys accountable. No, you you should you should. Uh, um, CIA, I don't think that CIA is good for the United States. Uh, when I did the research for this uh, subject, I thought to myself, oh, they should uh, end uh, the CIA. Because what war did you win because of the CIA in the last, like, 70 years? No, but they made, I, a, I mean, they, they, they <laughs> made a shitload of money out of selling drugs from Vietnam, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not only that, Bevo, I was around when they got caught of the whole web story of uh, selling crack to the ghettos in for that whole thing, you know. Yeah. No, that was a mess. We're yeah, this pandemic with the crack pandemic, yeah, this could be a show uh, for itself as well. We're all going to jail on you, one, you know that. And we're all probably going to fall out of windows, so I'll see yeah. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't I'm have a second in story. The basement, so yeah. this is not a problem to me. Yeah. Yeah, I got a well, single story. It, <laughs> well, look at it this way. We uh, we have the ability to do some LSD before we go, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some positive. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, man, that's, a, that's an hour that we've been banging yeah. on here, so. Um, I reckon we should should wrap up the recording and open up the stage cool. and see if anyone wants to come and have a chat. So uh, thanks, everyone, Sounds for joining. Sounds good. Sounds good. Goodbye. See you yeah, next week. Two says a great show, guys. And uh, we'll be back in two minutes. I will.